Hi, and welcome to the Mountain Collective Podcast. Hello, uh, Yoni Dahar. Hello. How are you doing, man? Very well. How are you doing? Good, 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 man. Um, I'm super happy and I'm really glad to, uh, to have a conversation with you online. I mean, publicly. Uh, we know each other for uh, for a long time. I think it's uh, it's great to uh, to talk a little bit more publicly and um, to show what uh, what we have in uh, common. Yoni um, Dahar is a is a yeah a 3D artist, a uh, Houdini wizard. Um, I think he can explain that better than me. But I mean, he is one of the best ones that I know in terms of uh, in the industry. And um, but uh, if you can, Yoni, tell us a little bit about um, where did you start, and um, you know your journey, where where you started, and how did you end up loving what you're doing today? Of course, yeah. I um, I started studying communication multimedia design, so it was a lot of everything, like interactive things, game design, um, audiovisual design, and then. Um, I graduated in Amsterdam, that's where I know you from, from uh, Bompje Studio. And we did a lot of work there on uh, visuals, VJing, live events. And it was very interesting, like bringing uh, motion design in 3D to like physical spaces. And after that, I moved to London, uh, freelance there for about four years uh, with a year and a half of permanent uh, work in between. And yeah, I worked on a variety of projects there. It varied a lot from advertisement to branding to, you know, from RT studios to uh, big ad agencies um, to medical projects. Um, so uh, yeah, I had a chance to like learn a lot of things there. And yeah, that's why I learned Houdini as well, which I mostly work in these days. And since a year and a half, I moved to Madrid and um yeah currently freelancing remotely internationally um so yeah <laughs> so how do you, i mean i can hear that you've been traveling a lot and um i think traveling is such a key element in um in who who you are and what because i know you quite closely and and you are a very um how can I say that in the right words? You are a very mindfully person that knows, and he's very. Uh, you're very aware of of uh, what you're doing every day. So, was that a conscious decision that you made to to travel and work at uh, at the same place? Because you you've done that now for what is it like three times? In you've been up, down, and in the middle, uh, hot, cold, and <laughs> in between. So. I mean, London is quite cold and, and Madrid is really warm. So, <laughs> so well, is that is that a is that a conscious decision from your um, from your uh, point of view? Um, it's quite interesting. Like when I lived in Amsterdam, um, I, I kind of wanted to change um, work and also wanted to change my living environment, like my house and everything. So it was more like, oh, I want to change everything here anyway. So why not move to another country? So then I was never before 
interested in London actually because um, excuse me for Brits but I always thought it was a very boring finance city um, but actually when I looked into it I was like there's so many really cool creative studios there like I mean yeah all the big ones are there and it's it's just yeah I never expected it from London so when I looked into it I was like oh this actually looks quite appealing um, so yeah then I managed to get a, a freelance contract there for two and a half months so um, yeah that kind of got me started and then I really loved the city and yeah I loved the whole atmosphere there and it, yeah it was super inspiring you you can just connect with so many creatives you can there's just so many opportunities because it's yeah one of the biggest cities for creativity um so london was a very um yeah i didn't really pick it on purpose kind of but i'm happy i've, I've lived there um and madrid is um i wanted to move somewhere like warmer um and my partner got a job here um at a school so uh, we never yeah we never really picked madrid either but ended up here and also being super happy because it's a amazing city i love spanish culture and yeah it's i think the most interesting thing that traveling to other countries brings you is that you get a fresh start like you start from zero again so i think when you live close to home there's a lot of um opinions about who you are you know your parents say like oh you're this kind of person your friends think you're that kind of person so you're like um you, you're fitting the role of who others think you are where if you move to a different place you can kind of rethink who you are and yeah start from zero again and i think that's one of the most valuable mm. experiences from moving um you know, how does that how does that reflect on um Obviously, it reflects you as uh, on you as a person, and it uh, changes you into looking into new perspectives. How does that reflect on, uh, or do you see any reflection on your work? Um, does that you know give it like a refreshment? Um, any kind of nuances? Um, does that you know have any reflection on your work? Uh, a lot, actually, because in Amsterdam. As I said before, we're doing a lot of visuals and, and live events. So that was kind of my identity there. When in London, um, I was working at Field, which was like a, is like a generative kind of art slash design studio. So um, yeah, it was a very different, very different environment. And uh, from then on as well, like London, it's also a different environment there's lots of ad agencies um so i used to do more like a lot more ad work um and i think in a way that changes you and then going to madrid as well it's um because especially at the start i was not fluent at spanish yet so it's quite hard for me to find work here so then you're kind of like pushed into a remote kind of work which is again like a really different uh, challenge um, like a lot of companies don't want to work with people remotely at least before the pandemic it's one of the few positive things the pandemic brought up um, and yeah you have to for me I had to work harder I really had to think about how do I get in touch with people um, I had to think about certain things like marketing as as dollars it might sound to a lot of creators but 
yeah, I had to rethink like how I'm going to present myself to the world, how I'm going to get work in and yeah. So it does, it does, um, it does really change the way you work. Cause I know as well. Uh, by the way, Field, shout out to Field. I love what they are doing. They are. Um, it's a very uh, forward-looking um, company. I think. Uh, yeah, and I think it's it was like a great transition from uh, from um, from the visual part, um, the VJ, the, um, to into working with Field as a. Um, as a you know a transition into London, it's a great uh, opening. And uh, I also know from you that in in Spain you started also learning the language, as um, as I found uh, an interesting step that you would take, even though you don't have to, but uh, but you still did it. Was there, was there any reason behind that? Um, it's actually very hard in Madrid to live here without speaking uh, Spanish. It's if you live on the coastal cities, it's a lot easier. Like you have parts that, you know, there's so many um, experts living there, like so many English people, German, like, yeah, from any part really. And it's very easy there to just speak English. Um, Madrid is not like that at all. It's very, very Spanish speaking. Um, and yeah, for that, you just need to learn it. But it's it's very interesting to, you know we're learning so many tools as creatives like you know we learn like cinema and redshift and houdini but like learning a language from scratch again is very interesting because it really teaches you how to efficiently learn something so um and and it's a framework i think it can apply to um yeah to like all all things i want to learn these days so for spanish for example like I really started with first getting the structure of the language right like how do you conjugate verbs like when do you use certain uh, forms of the past like um, how do you pronounce things and get those basics right and then it's kind of like you know learning the most essential words like let's pick the top thousand words and uh, learn those and you can get fluent is a big word but you can get conversational um quite quickly and i think yeah that applies to software as well like you don't have to learn every single part for example learning houdini you don't need to learn you know destruction tool sets and particle nets and dynamics and uh flip fluids and everything you can just you know it's like what do i want to do okay let's learn the basic structure how does houdini function like where do i need uh, where are certain notes located, which are, um, where is the output context, where is like geometry context, and then it's like, okay, which are the most used notes, which is like a really common workflow, and then you learn those, and you can get fluent in new software uh, in that respect quite easily. So it's it's a very interesting thing to do. It's, uh, I would recommend it if, if you need it. And, yeah. I love it. I really love it. I mean, I love the way that how 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 you approach that because you are very aware, and I think this word aware is um, is essential for not only you know artists um, but also you know any human being. How do you how do you work mind? How, how do you see that the um, the gap between mindful and mindless working? Does that um has any or maybe let me ask it in a different way. Do you have like any rules about using technology? Um, about technology, I'm not 
entirely sure, but in terms of workflow, um, like the way I really used to work is that, you know, I just dive into a project and um, just get, you know, like going with it, like play around with different visuals where after doing a lot of meditation and mindfulness practices, um, right now I don't really jump into a project or I try really not to start my day without a really clear list of to-dos and what I actually want to achieve. Like, why do I do these things and why they're important for a project? Um, because it costs a bit more time up front, but um, you're being more effective instead of like efficient. Like you, you want, you make sure that you do the right things. And yeah, it's important for, to work mindfully, to uh, keep uh, assessing it. Like, am I still doing the right thing? Is this really important? And yeah, I think, I think that's a really important, yeah, thing to do in terms of uh, work because there's only so much you can do in a day and there's only so many days you have on certain projects. So you want to make sure that you spend your time as efficiently as possible and effectively as possible. Yeah, exactly. So do you have like a sort of um, like agenda that you write down in, uh, in particular or um, that you sleep at, at a certain time? Uh, or or that you stop working at some time because as a freelancer um, and also for the audience that are freelancers that they can relate to this we have the ability to to be um, flexible during day and also to organize the times somehow somewhat you know like in in, in our favor and um, obviously next to the client but we have the freedom to to place things um, in in the right place and do you do you use that benefit in, in uh, to yourself as in you know do you work from a certain time or do you sleep at a certain time do you you know open your phone as the out of my other guests like the first thing that they do is you know check their phone in the morning which i have nothing against but myself i don't i try not to do that until uh, a certain time so and i got that actually from you uh, from talking to you and i think that it, it's a great you know, it's a great um, um, uh, learning process for anyone else. So, can you, could you talk a little bit about about that? You know, uh, journey. How do you how you start and finish your day? Um, yeah. So, starting my day, um, uh, I have quite a routine. So, I start um, with uh, first drinking water, hydrate myself again, and then it depends on the day. So, sometimes I work for companies in London that want me. Um, there during their working hours so if it's 9 30 london it means 10 30 here until 7. so what i then tend to do is do most of my habits in the morning because then i have most of my free time so what i do is i exercise i go to the park i exercise and then i come back shower and i meditate and that's and then after my meditation i set my intentions for the day i schedule my to-dos and that's usually how I work. If I'm not working for a company directly in the day, I tend to do my exercise in the afternoon because usually in the afternoon, I know I'm least productive. So that way, if you do a bit of exercise, you clear your head out again, and then, you know, you can tackle things fresh. But I think, yeah, the most important thing for me is sleeping well, doing my meditation, do some form of exercise and, um, yeah, setting clear intentions for the day and 
yeah, as long as I do those in any form, uh, it helps my my day tremendously. So, as I understand, um, the start of the day is really essential in terms of um, you know getting started a day. So basically, if you target your end of the day towards a goal and you start uh, with that intention. Um, then you succeed probably 100% uh, getting that goal. In reverse, if you don't do that, then it's um, then our soul needs a sort of reset. And and I believe that the morning is the most productive uh, morning. So yeah, I I, I really I really uh, appreciate that fact that um, you share that. And um, yeah, because I think like a lot of People really like to, uh, sleep on the fact that sitting all day long behind a chair could have uh, some um, some drastic uh, consequences. Um, do you, how do you how do you maintain that relationship between uh, being behind a screen but also taking care of uh, the body in terms of practice? So I think in terms of the balance. For me, it's really that that's why I set really clear intentions for the day because I'm like, I can feel sitting behind a screen really takes a toll. On days that I spend a lot of time be- behind a screen, I notice my sleep gets worse. Um, I get more distracted. Uh, there's a mental toll it takes. So by setting clear intentions, um, I want to make sure no, like no time gets wasted behind a screen because. Yeah, you're taking a toll of your body, so you want to make sure that's done um, purposefully. Um, and then I think it's also really important that when you finish the day, um, you should also just really shut down. Don't stay in like, you know, like a like a phone has like a sleep mode, and you can lift it and it's back up again. Like, keep checking your emails, keep checking screens. I think it's really important to just shut down you know have a walk in a park um read a book like do something non-digitally and that way you kind of like at least for me it, it really refreshes my brain like if i stay in that half active mode i can really notice the difference in in productivity the next day um so that yeah that's the most important thing for me for, for in terms of balance and also on the weekends, I really love to like really get off the grid for a bit. And sometimes I do phone free days, which also really help. And yeah, just go to the mountains, go to a park and yeah, really, yeah, really be in the real world again. Yeah, tapping into uh, that um, more instinctive, you know, sense, because I think um, we use a little bit too much of um, our frontal cortex uh like the um, you know the let's say the smart brain <laughs> but uh we also need to give that a little bit of rest um i was um yeah i was thinking about that for for a while like how to balance because I, I think like also just doing repetitive uh, stuff like washing dishes or you know like doing something that is totally unrelated to you know thinking really hard uh can can distract you a little bit and gives your conscious a little bit time to unconsciously think of of other things um and develop maybe new ideas that you might uh need um talking about that um 
that uh, difference between um, these two. I think, um, I think once we, yeah, once we balance that, I think we come up with, with uh, maybe new. Because I'm from my own perspective, and I'm uh, going back and forth in ideas, but uh, I really love what I'm doing, and um, and it's so easy to lose yourself in that space and uh, to keep on working until um, until midnight uh, I tend to sleep at 10 maybe it's too early for some some people but I really like to wake up early and uh, work um, work uh, early do you relate to that in terms of the love and passion for for your craft and uh, losing that time um, that time factor um, yeah I, I have the same like I um yeah, for me, it's really important to set, you know, set certain times and, and like you said, have a, um, yeah, kind of like a decompression time, like a mindful time and have a productive time. And yeah, for me, productive times in the morning and, and yeah, like, um, like times to like, um, yeah, be mindful is more like the evening and yeah, it's an important skill to train to be to be mindful because that's what we were saying as well with brain waves. Um, it's very interesting if you like meditate, um, your brain waves differ as well. So you get more like relaxing kind of brain waves, which then stimulate creativity. Um, so I think that's the most fascinating thing for me. Like, how can I build tiny habits into my daily routine that then make the entire day better and you know make make me better as a creative uh, as a human being and yeah that that's what it's about for me yeah 100% because I think um, yeah I mean life is not just only working it's also living life in general it's um it's an amazing you know opportunity that we have the fa- that we have the bodies that we can the vehicles that we can use today. I want to go a bit deeper into your work and um, jump into the latest work that you've done. And I know a little bit of snippets. I will link that um, the link below uh, so everyone can watch it as well. But um, myself, I found it like one of you know, if I look at that video that you made, it's like so calming and it gives you, you know, this rest uh, feeling. Um, I'm talking about, um, if you can help me with the title. <laughs> it's uh, it's called Elio. It's a project I've done for Brain Basics. I think that's the one you mean. Uh, yes, that one. Um, uh, could you take us like, through how and why uh, you chose to go that uh, that road and walk that road and make such a I th- from my taste it's a, it's a beautiful you know journey yeah so the thing is the the client or the the agency brand basics um they approached me and they said we have this brief they showed me like really really cool reference uh, footage they had and it's a um, brand built around a sphere so they were like the only thing we need is colorful playful graphics uh, all based around spheres but then we're very flexible in the movement so we want to give them some personality uh, preferably playful personality and yeah i was very free to do uh, what i wanted um so yeah i just i just got everything into houdini and yeah i just saw it as an ex- yeah experiment like it was kind of my lab and i just um 
yeah, I've, I tried so many ways to um, give them very interesting motion and a variety. So a, a few shots you can see, for example, have like grain kind of properties. So they collide with each other and it moves a bit like sand, but then, you know, on a, on a much bigger scale, some are more like soft body. So it moves a bit more like cloth or yeah, something squishy. And yeah, it was all about exploring, like how can we get a big range of different movements that still feel unique, that still feel like part of the same brand. And yeah, how can, how can we do that in a broad way uh, that feels consistent? Yeah, I really, uh, I really enjoyed um, looking at that piece. Like it has so many, I mean, for the, for the normal pe for the normal person that with untrained eyes, um it's you know it's something that is beautiful but for me like i see also the back uh, end of things and i'm like okay so how did you you know do this and i you probably relate to that as well and when you see a piece and and you first you consume that and second you want to know you know how it's done and and the back end of things um i love it i really love it um we are coming to the end of this episode it went quite fast like for for my feeling <laughs> but uh because we know each other so well um i have a few silly questions if you can answer them to the best of your ability of course yeah yeah go ahead <laughs> okay <laughs> um what are the things you are looking for when you leave home <laughs> Ooh. Um, I would say the real world, nature, connecting with what really is and what is fake. Kind of like you've all know how Rari always says, like so many things we have these days are fictional screens, brands. I want to go out, I want to um, see what's real, like animals, trees, the sky. I think, yeah, that's it. I love it. Like my answer would have been uh, keys. <laughs> 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 All right, uh, salad or burger? <laughs> uh, salad. I don't know. <laughs> it depends. It depends. I am. Um, uh, yeah, like some meals I see as fuel, and some meals I see as joy. So depending on what time you ask me. <laughs> yeah, or maybe like a, a vegetarian uh, burger could be also possible. I mean, sure, no, that's for sure veggie. Yeah, for sure veggie. <laughs> <laughs> uh, someone told me that. Um, yeah, I mean, this is a totally different story. But I mean, okay, so let me get back. If you are stuck on an island for a whole year and you can only listen to three albums, what would they be? Oh. Um... Telas or Telayas from Nicholas Jar. Mm. El Mar Querer uh, from Rosalia. And. Ooh. Mm. I'm not sure. Probably an ambient album as well. Yeah. Yeah, a, a sort of, um, yeah, exactly, like, um, yeah, I, I can't imagine, you know, like, if you are, like, on an island and, you know, listening to, it's kind of interesting, actually, if to picture that. Um, if you could have a superpower, what would that be? Oh, 
Uh, so silly, but it's probably flying. I wish I had a answer to this. I wish I said, like, the power to save humanity, but... I mean, no. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you can do that. You can fly and, uh, you know, have a sort of billboard. Save humanity. <laughs> All right, man. Thank you so much. Um, we made it on time, and um, thank you so much for for taking the time and uh, coming on the Mountain Collective uh, podcast. Thank you so much. It was a pleasure. Really, really enjoyed our conversation. Yes, I will. Uh, I will definitely see you soon, man. Definitely. All right. Speak soon. Ciao. Bye.